fuck is up, duelist, and welcome to Pot of Greed, the only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaibacore. I'm Dan, and may I offer you an egg in this trying time? <laughs> me, Argyle. Me, good podcaster. I'm Audrey, a.k.a. the Bethesda, uh, Bethesda game Luck Skill Tree. Hi, I'm Red. I'm shorting with stage fright. All right. Ah. Welcome, Red. Uh, Welcome, Red. Long time friend of the show. Official Mokuba of the show. Uh, birthday Mokuba of the show. Yeah, aka our dual commissioner who helped us set up the first Cup of Greed. Yeah. Uh, will always hold a special place in our hearts. Oh, thank What's you. up, Red? I don't believe we've actually had you on the show before. Though. No, this is my first time here. I was only to, like, announce the first Cup of Greed, but since then, it's been just very rough for me to even try to be here. Yeah, it'd it be like that sometimes. Um, what... What what what's your what's your uh, what's your history with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh? Like what what's your deal? The so when the show was coming out, I was like, oh, this laps. So it just like completely glued on the screen forever until Dual Monsters ended, and then this GX show everybody's talking about now was going out, and I was like, a school? Nah. I'm checking out. I'm sorry. But mm -hmm. turns out if you give DX a chance, it's super, super good. And then I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards more and more until, you know, kind of like some people just fall off from Pokemon and other trends like that. I also fell off from Yu-Gi-Oh in general. Mm -hmm. uh, but then a couple of years ago, I started playing again. And I was like, oh, wow, this actually is like, super fun i should listen to a podcast about it and turns out there's one Yu-Gi-Oh podcast in existence <laughs> only one only one at least the only one sponsored by kind court all the other ones are unofficial and we they will be speaking to our lawyers at some point yeah no they get one maybe two episodes and then just immediately taken down sorry uh but yeah and Ever since, ever since I started listening to the podcast, I've just not dropped Yu-Gi-Oh! again. So thank you all for reviving my love for this franchise. Hell yeah. I think all of us have uh, re really uh, grown to love Yu-Gi-Oh! and we'll stick with it for a long time thanks to this podcast. That includes the hosts. Um, I mean, I, I know obviously like... Audrey was already a huge <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh fan, would always be a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan, but uh, myself personally, it, it's I, I, I wouldn't be as into Yu-Gi-Oh as I am if I didn't do this podcast. I mean, I will say for myself, though, like, yeah, I'm a huge, obviously, like I said, this has been like a special interest for me for like, or hyper focus for me for decades, but like, only dual monsters. I was exactly like Red, yeah, or, like true. GX. GX started airing, and I was like, I peace, Bakura's not here, I no longer care, goodbye. My boy, my boy is gone, I don't care anymore. <laughs> you um, you don't appreciate Tarsans until you're, like, 27. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so, like, now, like, coming back to it this way and, like, really going through the rest of the series is every bit as much, like, a new experience for me as it is for everyone else, so. True, yeah. 
I'm just lucky to have, like, happened across, like, a group that was watching Yu-Gi-Oh! before getting into this. Uh, that's what really got me into this whole mess of a franchise. It sure is a mess. Do we want to get into it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Alright, so, first up, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 1, Episode 16. The Duel Giant. Yeah, uh, uh, I think you'll find it's actually the Goblin King in the Dark Knight. Oh, that's that's a, that's a way cooler that, title. That is a cool <laughs> title. Uh, Red, did you watch the sub or the dub? I tried watching the Latin American dub because that's what I would have <laughs> grown up with, but I could not find a good link for that, oh. so I just ended up oh, watching oh, the English one. Mm-hmm. I've right. seen some of the Spanish dub of Duel Monsters, and it is, a, like, takes it so much more buck wild than I would have um, imagined, even from the four kids dub. Everybody's so serious. It's very funny. I know Sarah originally grew up on the Portuguese dub mm-hmm. also. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this episode, uh, let me open my notes and start talking um so we get like this cold open of an obelisk blue getting beaten by a huge guy who's just covered in obelisk blue jackets Mm -hmm. i i didn't realize that he was covered that like his outfit was like this frankenstein obelisk blue the flake jacket thing of his yeah Yeah. like trophy pelts um but yeah Sorry. <laughs> and then we get the OP, and then we get into the episode proper where they're talking about this guy. He's the dual giant. Yeah, he's the dual giant. He only comes out of at midnight. He'll beat an obelisk blue, and he'll take all of their cards. Also, Not their only... blazer. Yeah, and their <laughs> blazer. And he even uses an ante, which is illegal. I... <laughs> That's a new bit of lore. I didn't know any duels were illegal. Uh, yeah, remember how Battle City was just an entire anti-tournament? Kaiba, yeah. Kaiba's not doing that at his school. You can't do that here. I feel like this one had to be like a compromise from like Mokuba or something. Because if they kept doing that, all then there'd just be a whole bunch of kids with no useful cards. So- just completely ruined strats. <laughs> In the in the sub, I don't know if this was in the dub as well. You say that um, as if Kaiba wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the sub, um, it is specifically like uh, again exactly Battle City rules. You get the person's rarest card. Um, and like my first reaction was like Malik, are the ghouls just back now? <laughs> like the rare hunters. Yeah, like are the rare hunters just back now? Um, but no, you, you hear, you hear, um, these two obelisk blue boys, um, like, talking about this dual giant or, um, goblin king, etc. Um, and, um, their, their conversation is basically like, I heard the giant dark knight duelist was ripped. I heard he had an eight pack. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Uh. And, like, Crowler, of course, uh, he's sort of in charge of Obelisk Blue, so he wants this guy taken care of. Uh, yeah. And he realizes, hey, I can get Jaden to do it. So, so he does so that. 
in the sub as he's trying as he's contemplating this also he's like contemplating his like culpability and criminal negligence for the house that keeps getting their cards full forcefully stolen he's like oh god i need to solve a problem to this or it's going to fall on my head which is really funny i'm going to get he's going to get fired if he doesn't stop this yeah so crowler comes up with a deal for Jaden. if he and cyrus can find and defeat and turn in the dual giant then they get no homework for a year and they can and while they're doing it they can just explore the grounds as they please or something they call it a field trip i the, mm-hmm. the context i assume is just like you can go wherever you want just as long as you can find the dual giant uh, that is so interesting it's totally different in the sub mm-hmm. um it is a single assignment that uh, Chrono says they don't have to do. It's like, I will um, automatically pass you for your essay on dual strategy. Um, that makes a lot more it. sense. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's like, I offer you this one-time deal. And it's like, the way it is presented also feels like, and this is not the last time this will happen in, like, these two episodes, but, like, this particularly feels like, um, an RPG side quest. You know, yeah. Yeah, I like, the more I think about it, the more, the more a filler episode can be described as, like, a whole side quest. Yeah. Uh, well, I say filler lightly, because, like, like, these might not have, like, big impacts on the plot, but they are fun episodes, and I like them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, filler can be good. It's like when your yeah. DM doesn't know what to do for the story, so they just come up with whatever on the spot, and you just roll with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's when what both like, of these episodes are. When, when two people in your party can't make it, and so you just do, like, a fun a fun little uh, one-shot with the other three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, Judai, so Kronos, like, approaches them, and Judai's like, fuck yeah, this is a win-win. I get to duel someone super strong, and also, I don't get to do, I don't have to do homework. And the show and Hayato, who are with him, are like, why are you like this? Like, Kronos, Kronos is the one trying to get you to do this. Obviously, there's, like, something pretty fucked about this situation, like, we are definitely going to get screwed by this. And Judai's like, nope! No homework and fun duels. One brain cell. And as Dr. Crowler is, is walking off, he's thinking to himself, ah, this is a win-win for me. Uh, he'll be out at midnight and I'll get to ban, ban him from the school for doing anti-dueling as well as take care of the, the duel giant. Uh, so yeah, it is a trap. Oh! And there's yeah. a bonus, there's a bonus win-win-win for him in the sub, which is like, and if they lose, they get their rare card stolen, which is what they deserve. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> While they're, like, going around, they decide to sit in on a duel happening in, like, the Duel Dome. Uh, and it's between... The Duel Dome? Little... <laughs> yeah, the Duel... The Duel Dome. Uh, uh, sponsored by Doug Demodome. Uh... Sponsored by Kaiba Corp. Yeah. <laughs> um, Owner of the all I have to say, time. all I have to say here is, I want to see my little boy. Here he comes. Yes. He's a little boy. So small. He's the smallest boy you've ever seen. He's so he's. I could sling him over my shoulder like my cat. I could burp him. The oh, German nine eight five of dueling, Briar. Uh, he's a raw. He's a raw yellow, and he's. 
And he's not doing very good at this duel. His name, uh, just so you know, his name in the sub is Kohara, which is Mm -hmm. important because the other character introduced here is Ohara. Yeah. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. um, Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention him, but like, he's like trying to duel, but he's not doing very well. But Bastion shows up and he's like, I know this kid. He's not a bad duelist. He just has horrible stage fright and and loses all his confidence when he's dueling in a public setting. Uh, I will I will say real quick that the person he's dueling is an obelisk blue who mm-hmm. is like the most off-brand Seto Kaiba I've ever seen. <laughs> I was going to say like the hair, the personality just straight up. What are they doing here? Why does he look yeah. like Ava so much? You know how there was someone pretending to be Seto Kaiba's ghost in, like, the first season? This guy's a more convincing Seto Kaiba ghost. Oh, my God. He... <laughs> He's off-brand so bad. He's going through his own Chaz thing where he really wants to be Kaiba. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, uh... So, after that duel, like, Briar meets up with this much larger boy. His this boyfriend. big boy. Named yeah, Beauregard. His, his name's Beauregard. Uh, and, like, he specifically came to Duel Academy to learn how to be a game designer, not a duelist. Which, you know, that's a neat bit of lore. But he like, sucks at dueling. Yeah, he sucks at dueling. Uh, Which is, like, interesting for being here, as opposed to, like, any other, like, charter school or, like, magnet school. <laughs> Like, is he the same age as everybody? Because he's, like, eight times yes. bigger than everybody else. He's he's very large. So, large. like, Kohara, Kohara and Ohara, which is uh, Beauregard's name in the, the sub, um, are, like, the epitome of size difference. Um, mm-hmm. And they and, are dating. Oh, yeah. and they are absolutely dating. We will absolutely, get to this Absolutely, not more. a doubt like, in my mind. Briar walks off to the sidelines and Beauregard's waiting there. They hug and then walk off holding hands. Like, I don't, I don't... They hold... They hold hands more than they don't hold hands yeah. in these yeah. episodes. I want to be very clear about that. And that yeah. includes an entire duel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just want to be like very clear. They are dating and it is like, if Roy was on for these episodes, she'd be going nuts over this is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Don't you love it when one of them is small and the other is big? Uh, as they're leaving the duel, uh, Briar and Beauregard get like bullied by some obelisk blues. Uh, the same ones, I think, that were that he was dueling against. Yeah. I don't know how this happens. It's 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 off-brand Seto Kaiba again. Yeah, I th- maybe it's just a fashion movement among Obelisk Blues to like dress like Seto Kaiba. I think style it's definitely the after. same guy. Like it, it's he looks the same, and he's got the three guys with him that were bullying oh. Briar in the duel. Actually, really quickly, before we get into this, like, the duel ends between Kohara Ko- and, um, off-brand Seto Kaiba, um, and, like, the trio were there to, like, try to find mm-hmm. clues into, um, who the, um, dark duelist was, um, and Judai's watching them, and they're, like, a- and Misawa's, like, there's no way that, like, Kohara is the duelist, he's, like, really good but like again his like stage fright is just like crippling to him and um and also he's really small he's not a also, giant right also he's really really small or, or no sorry they were talking about ohara like judai like 
Jedi Hayato and Cho see Ohara and they're like, oh, damn, he's big. Maybe he, that's him. And Misawa's like, no, it can't be him. Like, he doesn't even duel. Right. Um, like, that, like, it can't even duel. And, like, there's a moment where Wayne Karibo appears to Judai and, like, they have an entire conversation. Okay, um, so I've not been keeping up with GX. Like, this is the first two episodes I've watched of GX in a long time. Uh-huh. Does this happen before? Like, does he just so, talk to little, like... So this was sort of the point that I had, like, bringing this up, where, like, we have seen, what we are seeing here is, um, Wayne Karibo has revealed itself to Judai as, like, a thing that exists, and, like, as his Ibo, his partner, uh, throughout the show, but, like, every episode brings sort of a greater level of communication and, um, companionship between them. Which you, which to me, like really escalated in these episodes, where like Karibo is, like, Wing Karibo is like, "Hey, something's up with those two. and Judai's like, "Yeah, you're right, something's up with those two. and it really starts to feel like the Ibo again, this partner relationship between Yami and Yugi again, which is so cool to see. Honestly, yeah, it's like sort of a recurring thing, and like every Yu-Gi-Oh, basically every Yu-Gi-Oh series, I think Five Ds might be the exception. There's always, like, some sort of, like, mentor, partner character who is, like, not of this world. Like, like Yami, Winged Karibo, uh, in Arc 5 we've got Astral, not Arc 5, yeah, in Zexal we have Astral, we even get one in Arc 5, uh, it's, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, so, anyway, it was very cool for me to see the, like, the ramping up of this relationship and like how it's developing as like Judai like sort of goes whole hog into the lore of it. Um, but yeah, so um, knockoff Kaiba gets his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's because uh, it's because so they're like Judai's like, Hey, listen, I have an idea about like how we can find the, um, the duelist, let's stake out Kohara. And, like, Hayato and Sho are like, why the fuck would we stake out Kohara? He's so small, there's no way it's him. And Judai's like, yeah, just trust me. Yeah. Um, He's kind of onto this whole thing the whole time. Uh, because uh-huh. Wing Karibo told him so. This is maybe the like, smartest Jaden's been in the entire series. Yeah. yeah. So, it eventually cuts to midnight. Uh... Jaden and the boys are hot, are waiting for the dual giant to show up, and he does. Uh, they hear some yelling uh, in the woods. Yeah, outside of school. I mean, probably. Yeah, it's like I, I have no idea how the geography of this academy is. I'm not sure there's an exact map, but it does seem like generally it's like there's the school, there's the volcano, and there's a big forest with. Whatever the hell you want in it. It's its own self-sustaining nation. A city-state. It is a city-state under Kaiba Court. Yeah. Uh, they even had, like, that illegal... That illegal, uh... Monkey testing ground la- <laughs> last time. <laughs> and who knows uh, what else? Um, so... They follow the screams. Um... Yep. And... Oh my god! What would... What do you know? But um, off-brand Kaiba has had his shit wrecked. Wow. And 
Um, there's there's the dual knight. It's a dual giant. He's Jaden. Like duels against him. They. Yeah. There's okay. There's something very important in the sub here. Yeah. Actually, um, where so like Wink Karibo is speaking to him again, and mm-hmm. um. Is like he draws Wing Karibo on like the first turn, um, yeah. and he says, "Here's the card I got from the King of Games himself, Mudo Yugi." Hey, real quick, Whoa. can we like go back a bit? When did he? Did I miss this? When oh, that was figured... in, that was in the first episode. Like, that was no, in the no. first thirty seconds of the first. Episode. No, no, no. I know he got the card, but can we go back a bit to be like when he realized it was fucking Mudo Yugi? Uh, you know. Because he doesn't. He I, was like, in in the sub version at least, he's like, hey, mister, thanks for the card. Gotta go. Bye. I feel like he kind of kind of knows when he bumps into the guy. Maybe. Like, he might not know. realize it immediately, but I, I think it's yeah implied that he kind of knows. Jaden's like six hours into that helicopter ride to the island and is like, oh, shit, it's Yugi. Oh, <laughs> that's who that Jay- was. Judai, Judai was dissociating through the entirety of the dual exam and then afterwards processed the last six hours. Yeah, so, like, Jaden, like, offers up Wayne Karibo as Annie for the duel, and we get into the duel. Uh, we've got this, uh, so, uh, the dual giant's whole thing is he's got this, like, goblin deck. I, I feel like this was used in pot of, in the cup of, one of the cup of greeds, but I can't remember. It was, like, Sarah's deck, right? No, Sarah made a goblin deck, like, after the Cup of Greed. She didn't use uh, it in okay. the cup. Yeah, so we've got this, like, goblin deck that... It's got big orcs who, who like, have to defend after they attack, but then you've got the little goblins who put them back into attack mode so they can just, like, keep going at it. Uh, I will point out, um, I mean, it's a duel. There's not much that we have usually yeah. to say about duels in general. Um but like the first time Judai attacks uh the Goblin King, um his his real life clothing is knocked off a real life person by apparently real life card physics. Again. Yeah. I what what's so mystified about this? We've been watching the show for two and a half well, you've only been on for like a few months, but what whatever. <laughs> we we're this far into the game and you now you're you're questioning the wind effects. I, I'm I'm going to fight about, against this because the last time I was on an episode with Sarah, we both noted the real life drowning in real life water caused yeah. by real life cards. Yeah, these are this is highly advanced technology that recreates every aspect of the monster. It's great. Uh, in in theory, if you, I suppose in theory you could do whatever you want with the with like a hologram if you had it set up right. Uh. But anyways, like, uh, they start dueling, uh, and after they duel for a while, and yeah, it turns out it's Beauregard under that, under all those, uh, obelisk jackets. Who could have seen Uh, this coming? But it's not him for real, it's actually Briar. Uh, turns out Briar's a short king and they, and he teamed up with, uh, Beauregard. His boyfriend. Uh, Short king him alliance. yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, so 
Kohara has a moment where he's, like, explaining his motivations. And he's like, yeah, I was bullied, so I fucking fought back against my bullies with my boyfriend, who I love very much. Good for them. And, yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. Literally, my only thing was, like, good for her, .jpeg. Mm -hmm. It is Uh, really hard to fault Kohara for his actions or motivations. He did nothing wrong. He He did did nothing wrong. wrong. Look, they met their first friends here at Duel Academy, and they were both being bullied for being small and large, and so they teamed up uh, to, and... to beat up their bullies and take their cards. Yeah. Friends to allies to lovers. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, as they're dueling, uh, uh, Jaden does use Pot of Greed, so yes. shout of greed for that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got some nice chilled sake here. Uh, what you drinking? Uh, I have um, actually a cocktail that I made for myself um, that I make in pitcher pitcher batches. Um, This is a Cabernet and Blackberry Kuiperina. Five bottles of Everclear, a pineapple, (laughs) watermelon. I just got a bottle of beer. Nice. It's good. Birthday beer. I've got water. Oh, nice. I've got some water on the side too. Uh, yeah, they they duel. They uh, yeah, uh, Jaden wins. Uh, but he's like, "Hey, you did the right thing. I'm not gonna turn you in." Uh, and he, part of it is like, "And Briar, I'm glad that that getting you out of here was enough to convince you to duel publicly. I hope you can do that more. I'm so proud of you." Uh, yeah. I also. I, I do need to call, I know we've talked about it already, but, like, this, there's a, sp- a specific screen here that I do need to call attention to with regards to size difference. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, Ohara is kneeling, and even when he is kneeling, Kohara only comes up to his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Jesus God. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but regard is as wide as Briar is tall. Yeah, literally! <laughs> uh, Jaden tells him to head off so they don't get caught dueling after midnight. And we kind of head to later on, the next day. And yeah, they're doing alright for themselves. Uh, but Jaden uh, was able to take the fall by making up a story about the jewel giant just running away. And Crawler's pissed. Yeah. Crawler's mad about this and makes him do a whole bunch of papers. Please tell me this makes more sense in the sub because this makes no sense in the dub at all. Um, yeah. Okay, oh, it makes so perfect in, sense. I mean, in the in the sub, it's it's fairly similar. It's basically like Judai's like, no, we found no evidence of this like mythical duel night existing, and um, Kronos has another outburst. This time, it is not Italian at all. Um, but his lines here are tartar sauce, plentiful vegetables. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Um, and he is making them do the uh, essay that uh, he said they would not have to do if they solved the case. So yeah. See, yeah, in the dub, they yeah they say they they met the giant, they dueled him, uh, won, beat him, then he ran away. But also, they didn't do an anti duel, and also. <laughs> Uh, Jaden heard that not nobody did anti duels, and it, it turns out that their cards they just lost them temporarily, and now okay. all the obelisk blues have their cards back. 
Yeah. So yeah. okay. So the sub, the sub. That's what it is. So the sub actually does make more sense. Um, because Judai's like, no, there's no evidence that this guy ever existed. What are you talking about? And Kronos is like, what the, like, uh, all of my students have had their cars stolen. What are you talking about? Um, and then it cuts over and Judai's like, um, but they didn't though. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts over to them being like, hey, my card is back. Yeah. I, w- there is a, one of the things they say in the dub one of the obelisk blue is like, my baby is back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, oh, where could my baby be? My boo-boo keys. Do you think it was knockoff Kaiba? Yeah. I, I like to imagine it is. Uh, Canon. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so, with that, let's, uh, Get your let's game talk on. about some video games. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Never in my life. Uh, Red, you're the guest. You go first. Oh my god. (laughs) So, I've been playing Ark Survival Evolved. Ooh, dinosaur game. It is uh, one of them, like, Minecraft Rust clones where you have to, like, craft your own, like, town with people in the server. Except in this one, there are dinosaurs. Everybody loves dinosaurs. Yeah. So I've convinced my girlfriend and a bunch of other friends to just set up a tribe so we can conquer the world with dinosaurs, and it's going well. We have like cool. 8 million T-Rexes and all that. It's great. Open was... the door. Get on the floor. Everybody <laughs> do the dinosaur. Yeah, There was. go. There was a trailer for the sequel at the Game Awards starring oh Vin God. Diesel. And it was so bad. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I'm sure you're looking forward to it, Red. Oh my god. <laughs> we were watching that, actually. And we were like, oh, this kind of looks like Ark, but it's probably like Turok or something. And then it ends and it's actually Ark, and we're like, oh no, this is going to be bad. Oh god. No, it'll be good, I promise. <laughs> I mean, if Vin Diesel's in it, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, how about it could be? It's got Dominic Toretto. And also, apparently... He's gonna turn one of the dinosaurs into a muscle car. They also are doing a cartoon with Elliot Page as the leading star and other stuff. Oh, David Tennant is in that also. Like, I don't know, they have like an all-star cast for this cartoon that is probably never coming out, so I'm very excited to see how that's gonna crash and burn. Last of Us Part 2.jpg I hope at least the cartoon is entertaining. Uh, uh, who wants to go next? Uh, let's go, let's go I hope Vin out. Diesel's in the game for five minutes and then gets his head bitten off by a T-Rex. Oh my god, it would be amazing if he just has <laughs> it's like It's like Patrick Stewart in Oblivion. That would rule yeah. Oh, who wants to go next? Let's just go top down. So, Dan. Alright. Uh, I haven't been playing too much, but I something I have, like, been playing a little bit recently is uh, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. Nice. So, uh, 
I'm on chapter 11. I'm advancing the plot a bit, but I want to slow down and, like, get more, like, levels and stuff. So I've been doing a bunch of sub-stories and side content. Uh, I run uh, the I run the number one business in Yokohama, Japan. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Which means I can... I have access to a satellite laser that I can just <laughs> rain rain death upon my enemies. Uh, I've got... Uh, I've been playing Dragon Cart. It's okay, but the storyline's fun. Uh, I met Ono Michio twice. Uh, uh, you became I, Ono Michio. I fought a bear. Let's see, I've maxed out relationships with everyone except the last two party members. Uh... It's it's great. What an amazing game. Game of the year. 2020. Uh, game of the year 2021. Uh, that's all I've got to say. Who wants to go next? Uh, I will go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mostly just been playing more Super Hot 2. Uh, it, it gets really hard at the end game. I'm ha- it's, <laughs> it's taken me a long time to make progress. Um, they have introduced new enemy types based upon the various abilities you get. Those are fun. Uh, but I, I will say I do have one, uh, one like huge complaint about it. And it's that in some of the later levels, they put like these weird visual effects that stretch the scenery out. Like when you're getting further away from them. Um, and it is hell on the eyes. I do not like it at all. Um, Hmm. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna play that, be wary of 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 that shit because it is not good at all. Like I honestly think it is probably my my biggest complaint about the game. All right, and Audrey, what have you been playing? Um, you know, I'm still playing the very bad game of Fallout Four and the very good game of Hades. All right. Um. <laughs> um Fallout 4, I've now gotten to the point where I'm actually, like, strong enough and have good enough weapons and armor that I don't need to use god mode anymore. Um, so that's exciting, I guess. Uh, Inside of you, there are two wolves. (laughs) Baby Driver is doing some work for the Brotherhood of Steel right now. Disgusting. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I need them to fight the Institute. Um... And, uh, but more importantly in Hades, I did beat the game ten times. Uh, oh, so you got which, credits. Uh, so, Great. yes, so I did get to the credits, and, um, I am now continuing on from there. Things get a lot more fun from there, I find. Nice. Um, I also just bought the fishing rod, which I can't believe it took me this long to get, because, God, I could have gotten so much more shit if I oh, just yeah. been fishing this entire time. I feel so goddamn stupid. Um, but uh, Hades rules, still. It's very good. Hell yeah. I don't, um, I don't say good morning, because if it was good morning, I'd be fishing. Yeah. Gods fear me. Fish want to be me. Uh, yeah, so, um, it's a good game. It's still a good fucking game, and I'm really enjoying playing more. I have now romanced Meg, and I'm in the process of romancing Meg, uh, Meg, romancing Thanatos, um, Mm -hmm. and I've gotten Double romancing Meg. (laughs) Yeah, I've gotten Achilles as much as I can before I give him Ambrosia, and I think I just need to romance Patroclus more for that. To get him into Ambrosia Zone because 
gay and in love. Anyway, it's all very interesting stuff. Um, good fucking game. Oh no, who did we lose? Uh. Oh, Craigifer. Um, yeah. All right. Do we want right. to get Craig back in here? Uh. No. Fuck him. <laughs> okay, Alex 
Alexis Rhodes arrives, holding two sandwiches, causing Jaden to assume she took the golden egg witch so they could have lunch together. Ooh, this causes her to blush, replying she was practicing her draws. Miss Dorothy arrives and confirms Alexis's claim and explains that not only has Jaden not been getting the golden egg witch, no one has, which means that the sandwich is being stolen. If this is true, then the thief must have very high luck in drawing. Jaden fouls to catch the thief. I I'm gonna do a little sidebar uh, about the Golden Inn of Duel Academy. Uh, it is in the categories of characters, unnamed characters, and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX characters. The Golden Inn is a inn that is raised by Duel Academy. It lays a golden egg only once per day, which is used for the golden egg witch. Jaden, however, said that he heard that a magical rooster laid the eggs, which was preposterous. Appearance. The golden hen is, of course, golden. She is also white and a red crest. It is unknown what breed she is. Gender. Female. Anime debut. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, Episode 17, Anime Appearances, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. References for this article include 1. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, Episode 17. Okay, now where was I? Jaden plans to stake out the card shop to catch the thief that night. Cyrus and Chumley Huffington accompany him. Alexis is also present and Jaden questions why. She thinks to herself that the thief could be related to the disappearance of the students at the abandoned dorm, including her brother. Later, the thief finally shows himself and carefully selects one sandwich from the cart. The lights are flipped on, and he's revealed as a shirtless, muscular young man who gives a yell like Tarzan before escaping. And I'd like to point out that when the wiki says Tarzan, it links to the actual Wikipedia article for Tarzan. I'm not going to read that one. They give chase and drag him to the middle of the forest where he attempts to scale a waterfall. Miss Dorothy recognizes him as Damon and calls his name. He falls from the waterfall, landing in the water below. Miss Dorothy explains he that Damon used to an obelisk blue student and would always be frustrated that he couldn't draw the right sandwich. Damon explains that he used to always get the top score on written exams, but was not skilled in actual duel dueling due to his bad luck. A flashback is shown with his opponent having Jinzo on the field and Damon with Doron. He draws fake trap, which is useless to him due to, due to the trap negation effect of Jinzo. He confined himself to the mountains and owned his drawing skills through nature. He would let his cards flow down the waterfall and through practice always be able to pick out the most powerful ones. As a final test, he began trying to get the golden egg witch and was able to draw it every day. Interested in Damon's method, Jaden challenges him and gets him to promise to stop stealing the egg witches should he lose.
Jaden summons elemental hero Avian in attack position and sets a guard. Damon sets a guard and summons Drawler, which is kind of a big Moai steamroller thing. His attack and defense becomes equal to the number of cards Damon sends from his hand to his deck. He sends four, making its attack and defense 2,000. He attacks, destroying Avian, which is sent to the bottom of Jaden's deck rather than the graveyard via Drawler's effect since Avian was in attack position. Jaden plays Polymerization, fusing Elemental Hero Clayman and Elemental Hero Burstinatrix to fusion summon Elemental Hero Rampart Blaster, using its effect to have its attack and attack Damon directly. Damon activates his face-down Miracle Draw, which allows him to guess what he will draw before he does so. And if he is correct, Jaden takes 1,000 damage. But if he's wrong, he takes the damage. He calls card loan and draws. He is correct, so Jaden takes 1,000 damage. He activates card loan, which lets him draw a card by paying 1,000 life points and having Jaden gain 1,000. He draws and activates the spell card Drawber, which allows Damon to declare a card name. Jaden has to draw a card, and if the drawn card has the same name as the declared card, Jaden must return every card in his hand and field to his deck. Damon guesses defusion and is correct, so Jaden's hand and set cards are returned to his deck while Rampart Blaster returns to the fusion deck. Damon attacks directly with Drawler, reducing Jaden to 1,000 life points and ends his turn. Jaden summons Rottweiler in defense position and ends his turn. Damon uses the effect of Miracle Draw and believes he'll draw a Shield Crush, which would win him the duel. However, he is incorrect and draws Dordon, so he loses 1,000 life points. However, he still has an advantage. He destroys Rottweiler with Drawler, which lets Jaden add Burstinatrix and Polymerization from his graveyard to his hand. He then attacks directly with Doron to end his turn, reducing Jaden to 100 life points. Jaden tells Damon to try to enjoy the duel instead of obsessing over drawing so much, and insists that no matter what, he won't always draw what he needs. Jaden draws and reveals Avian, which had been returned to and shuffled into the deck by Drawler. He plays Polymerization, fusing Avian and Prestenatrix to fusion summon Elemental Hero Flame Wingman, which attacks and destroys Drawler. Its effect then activates, dealing damage to Damon equal to his destroyed monster's attack, winning Jaden the duel. Jaden and Miss Dorothy convince Damon to return to Duel Academy as a student and to draw sandwiches. The next day, he and Jaden draw sandwiches, but neither are able to draw the golden 
Okay, so we're just going to move on to differences in adaptation. In the dub, Jaden explains the story of the golden egg witch and expresses dislike for every other sandwich contained in the packets with Cyrus agreeing with him. In the Japanese version, Sho narrates this section and neither student expresses dislike for any type of sandwich. The time frame since the last sandwich was obtained by Jaden is five weeks in the dub, but only ten days in the Japanese version. In the Japanese version, Asuka arrives at the shop and when asked if she likes the golden egg witch, denies it. In the dub, Jaden asks her if she took the sandwich so they could have lunch together. In the English dub, while Jaden, Cyrus, Chumley, and Alexis are staking out, the word Joker is removed from the Joker playing card in the scene in which Jaden is guessing at playing cards. The monster in the Joker is Soggy the Dark Clown. In the original, Tome brought the gang a snack of onigiri that were filled with either apricot, dried fish cracker, or salmon. In the dub, they were pastries that were filled with either strawberry, lemon, or chocolate. Also in the original, Judai stated that he wanted salmon, and Hayato said that he did as well. In the dub, Jaden said that he wanted strawberry, and Chumley said that he wanted whichever kind is closest to grilled cheese. During Damon's training montage, some of the cards are changed. And finally, errors. In the dub, when Jaden destroys Damon's drawler with his flame wingman, he erroneously states that Damon will take half the attack of a monster destroyed by flame wingman as damage, when he should have said he would take the monster's full attack as damage instead. Regardless, Damon had a low enough life point count such that either situation would have caused him to lose. Uh, and then there's actually a list of featured cards. Uh, that just lists every card that shows up in the episode, and I'm, I'm not reading that shit. Um, so, uh, that's the end of the episode. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, lo a little sidebar. In the category of food and drink, there is a page for the sandwiches, or draw bread, as they're called, that are sold in the shop. Now, this is not the only appearance of draw bread, in the Yu-Gi-Oh! canon. They also show up in a later episode, but they also show up in the Tag Force series of video games, where they are greatly expanded upon. Now here, I'm just gonna list the different kinds of drawbread which exist. Uh, in the sub, you have the Golden Egg Witch, of course. The, you have pizza bread, hamburger bread, yakisoba, fried soba bread, fish bread, chestnut bread, and croque or croquette bread. This list is for the drawbread stated to exist in the dub. Ostrich burger bread, grilled tongue bread, and sardine bread. Oh god, there is a lot of there's a lot of drawbread in the, the Tag Force games. Yeah, there's 50 of these things. I'm gonna read all of them though. Don't worry. For the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Tag Force game, there is a total of 50 sandwiches to be found in-game. Obtaining all these will net you the completed Challenge 109 in the Duel Round.
cheese sandwich. Number four, chocolate sandwich. Number five, cook sandwich. Number six, cream sandwich. Number seven, croquette sandwich. Number eight, curry sandwich. Number nine, destiny sandwich. Number ten, dried mackerel sandwich. Number eleven, dried sardine sandwich. Number twelve, durian sandwich. Number thirteen, egg sandwich. Number fourteen, fermented cheese sandwich. Number fifteen, fermented soybean sandwich. Number sixteen, fried noodle sandwich. Number seventeen, fried shrimp sandwich. Number eighteen, garlic sandwich. Number nineteen, golden egg sandwich. Number twenty, goya sandwich. Number twenty-one, crepe sandwich. Number twenty-two, gyoza sandwich. Number twenty-three, hamburger sandwich. Number twenty-four, ham sandwich. Number twenty-five, hot pepper sandwich. Number twenty-six, jam sandwich. Number twenty-seven, kimchi sandwich. Number twenty-eight, lettuce sandwich. Number twenty-nine, lobster sandwich. Number thirty, melon sandwich. Number thirty-one, phantom pepper sandwich. Number thirty-two, pineapple sandwich. Number thirty-three, plain sandwich. Number thirty-four, ramen noodle sandwich. Number thirty-five, rice ball sandwich. Number thirty-six, salmon sandwich. Number thirty-seven, sausage sandwich. Number thirty-eight, soba noodle sandwich. Number thirty-nine, spicy curry sandwich. Number forty. Spicy fish egg sandwich, number forty-one, steak sandwich, number forty-two, sweet bean paste sandwich, number forty-three, sweet chestnut sandwich, number forty-four, tangerine sandwich, number forty-five, tofu sandwich, number forty-six, tomato sandwich, number forty-seven. Grade sandwich, number forty-eight, truffle sandwich, number forty-nine, chicken sandwich, and number fifty, the foie gras sandwich. Now that is every single type of draw bread from the Yu-Gi-Oh GX Tag Force game. So that's the end of the episode, and now that we've reached it, it's time. To shout out the five-dollar Patreon backers, and those are Noah Bennett and Riley Hopkins. We have been, or well, for the last uh, however much time I've been Pot of Greed. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Pot of Greed Cast. Uh, we're on Tumblr. We're on. All those other things. We're on Patreon at patreon.com/slash pot of greed. You can go to kaiba.online and join.
Discord and talk to us. And I promise I won't be whispering them. Uh, I'll just, I'll be talking normal. Uh, but also probably through text. So, and our, our guest this week, who I unfortunately lost half of the audio for, uh, was Red, who you can find on Twitter. Uh, they are at Agnet Mang. That is at A G N E D underscore M A N G. Give them a follow. I'm not going to list everyone else because I've been doing this for like half an hour now and I'm getting fucking sick of it. So, uh, see you next time, listener. And if you really made it to the end of this, I love you so much, and I'm, I'm, but also I'm very sorry, so, uh, I place myself face down, and I whisper directly.